We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, IB Nation? Welcome to another edition of the IB Nation Sports Talk Show. I am Vince D'Addario. That guy over there is Jesse Styers. We are obviously not in the midst of greatness. That is Sean Styers. He is traveling with the women's basketball team to yet another road game. Uh, I don't. Do you know who they're playing? Because I haven't looked. I want to say Pittsburgh. No, that was last. Oh, Georgia Tech. I should have known that. We talked about him going to Atlanta yesterday. <laughs> He's got Georgia Tech tomorrow at seven bells, and so they are traveling right now. And so it will be me and you today and tomorrow. So people, I don't know if that's the- good, bad, indifferent. We'll let people the people just get be- on board. Just, just get on board, people. That's all there is to it. So uh, today's a mailbag. It's it's midweek mailbag Wednesday. So get your questions in. Jesse and I will do our best. To answer them, we got a few in here already. And then, of course, we will get to rapid fire. And one of the questions in here is, um, to be honest, very similar to a rapid fire question. So I might uh, couple them when we uh, when we get there. So Nice. All right. So have you had a chance to look at the rapid fire questions? Because they of came late. Of course I have. Been. Okay. They came late. And I will take full responsibility for that. It was quite the day at uh at school so yeah you know it is what it is all right let's do this thing so kevin park has a good one to start off with mailbag curious on your thoughts of the miami tight end getting a ninth year of eligibility um i'll take the Mm -hmm. lead on this one i think it's just ridiculous that the guy still wants to play after nine years i think there needs to be a threshold of hey if you're not going to make it to the league you probably should just call it quits. Like your time has passed you, right? Like I get it that he's had a lot of injuries and that's unfortunate, but nine years, man, come on. I, I just think at some point you got to draw the line. Like there's got to be a ceiling to when these guys can keep playing. And nine is definitely exceeding that ceiling for me. It's way exceeding the ceiling. And I mean, nine years in college, that's literally over two times as long as you need to be there to get your undergrad you know, nine years. And we all know football players generally get their degree sooner. And so, you know, he'll have masters upon masters. He could potentially have, and I mean, we're not 
being facetious here, he could potentially have a doctorate in that amount of time, <laughs> like very easily, you know, not, not a medical doctor, but well, I guess technically he could, but you know, he could be a doctor of something by the time he got out of school. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. So, and and again, like you said, why would you want to do it for nine years? And is he that good that you continue to give him one of those 85 slots after nine years? That's the other part of it. It's like, is he really that good of a player that he needs to consistently stay around? Like, I don't know. I just feel like there are younger, ample guys that are yes. need that are more fit for the opportunity. Did you have you ever heard of that guy before? Like, I don't even know what his name is off the top of my head. I saw no, it. I just see it on Twitter every like couple yeah. of years, I guess. <laughs> but it didn't ring any bells for me as to who he was. You know what I mean? So it's like you have basically gone through eight years of collegiate anonymity. And hey, why not throw another year onto it? Like, it's just wild. So I'm trying to do I finished my master's, which would be four years ago. And then undergrad was four before that. So that guy is technically, I think he would be in the 2013 graduation class of high school. And I was in the 2014. So like, <laughs> just wild to like, I could like, you know what I mean? That's just wild to think about. Like he should have been he done with college. Yeah. He should have been done with college in 2017, I believe is, is if I'm doing my math right. It'd be the fall of third. So 13, 14, 15, 16. And he graduates in May of 17. Right. Yeah. Yeah ridiculous like that's pre that's like pre-covid like he's stuck around to hang out during covid yeah makes perfect sense wow just unbelievable man all right let's see here joe allen has a question um mailbag do they do whatever it takes to keep Bowden? they already went all out to get denbrock in his favorite analysis also there is a big offer for golden to stay too um, Vince, I'd be curious to see your thoughts on this because we talked yeah. about Bowden a little bit yes on yesterday's show. Okay. Well, I mean, the fact that Michigan is is making a run at him is not shocking by any strategy of the imagination. I think you could take, you know, a blank spot and be like, blank is making a run at Chad Bowden to come in and run their recruiting department. You know what I mean? And so right. I'm not at all surprised that somebody is making a run. I think obviously it's a, it stings a little more that it's Michigan. And, you know, we don't know, you know, we don't know what their, what the offer is. We know that it's a very lucrative offer, right? We know, we know that, but I think we also know that he wants to stay at Notre Dame at the end of the day. At least that's what it feels like. I mean, he and I haven't had a conversation about it, obviously, but I feel like he wants to stay at Notre Dame. And so, yeah, you do whatever it takes to keep Chad Bowden around. He is one of the main reasons that the recruiting game at Notre Dame is what it is. You do whatever it takes. You, you meet whatever salary demand that he wants, as long as it's you know within reason, right? But you got to match what Michigan is coming to the table with. And then you also need to match it with a title of some sort. Make it up. I don't even care director of recruiting and campus enhancement or you know I, I don't care what it is give the man a title give him a big ass office and give him the money that he wants because your recruiting will take a hit 
if he walks out the door, especially if he walks out the door to a place like Michigan. Because the last thing I want to see is Chad Bowden a year from now dressed up like a Wolverine welcoming in the junior day kids of the 26 class. Like, you don't want to be competing against Chad Bowden. You don't want that. You throw, you give him whatever he wants. Yeah, I think you have to do whatever you can to retain someone like Chad Bowden because if you look at the track record, you know him and Marcus Freeman have been killing it ever since they've been working together um, on the recruiting trail at Notre Dame, and he's a big reason why you know Notre Dame has had the the recent success in terms of you know at a national level of what their recruiting classes have been at, and I, I would say that. You know, while Jim Harbaugh was a great coach at Michigan, I would say that one of his deficiencies was his recruiting. He wasn't as great of a recruiter as the rest of the field. And if Michigan's able to get someone like Chad Bowden um, and combine that, you know, with where the program is at currently and where Jim Harbaugh kind of left things at to be passed on, I think that Michigan could ultimately, you know, maybe even get better if they enhance oh, yeah. their recruiting over the next couple of years. So if you're Notre Dame, you, you know, and this isn't just a Michigan thing, like you said, this right. is there are like there are there are tons of schools who would love to have Chad Bowden. And so if you're Notre Dame um, and you're serious about football and you're serious about Marcus Freeman winning in year three, I think you have to do whatever you can to keep the band together. Yeah. I mean, and then yes. Is it a disaster that it's Michigan? I mean, it just adds a little more salt in the wound that it's right. Michigan. You know, I mean, he's going to be successful wherever he goes. And so we've seen what it looks like at Notre Dame. We've seen what it looks like. He is he has hit the ground running, yeah. Uh, you know, in in just a manner that everybody is super excited about recruiting. And yes, that's all led by, you know, Marcus Freeman and the coaches are doing their thing. I mean, it, it's a it's a obviously it's everybody's all hands on deck, right? But Chad Bowden is a special dude, man. Like he is bringing the fire and bringing the heat, and it will come to a screeching halt if he leaves. Now, is Notre Dame not going to be successful in recruiting if he leaves? They'll be fine, but they won't be as good. They won't be as won't good. Be elite, you know. Yeah, There's exactly. Between average and being elite, correct. At, good point. There's a big difference, and he is the one that makes you elite. Could you find somebody like him? Sure. You might have to find a diamond in the rough someplace. Okay, fine. But you've got him. Yeah, but you don't have the time to waste yeah. to try to find someone as good as what you already had. You've got him right here. Don't let him go. Period. Be elite, Notre Dame. Be elite and keep elite, you know, in in bounds here. Keep it in no at Notre Dame. Don't let him get away. That that's that's what I would say. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Mailbag, Tennessee is under investigation for NIL problems across a lot of programs. Do you think that maybe a collective bargaining agreement should have been created from the beginning? So... I'm going to have to refresh myself on the exact terms of collective bargaining. Um, okay. People, uh, it, the, the process in which people working people through their unions negotiate contracts with their employees, determine the terms of the employment. Um, so that means that, that now you've got to say that these people are employees and they get the rights and privileges of being an employee. And then they unionize. And I mean, that's, it's going on. That's good. Taking a big step, I guess I would say. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think collective bar. I think collective <laughs> bargaining might be too, too, too much, right? I think that there's a middle ground somewhere in there that probably should have been explored in terms of like limits and caps and you know certain how the how the who is funding the money, how much they're funding. Like I, I think that that stuff should have been more documented because you know it, it just kind of became the wild west of you know mm -hmm. this person's giving this amount of money and stuff but i think i guess what i'm saying is i think collective bargaining would have taken it too far to yeah. start and even now i don't think collective bargaining is the, is the is the way to go about it i just think there needs to be limits on what you can do you can only pay you know this player x amount and it has to be from this like and i think like a verification mm -hmm. process would have to be like you know this donor or this NIL is a verified, you know, person handing out money through the university, right? Like there has sure. to be some sort of, again, I, I guess I would say verification and limits. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, I guess how I would go about it. There needs to be regulation. And we realize that the NCAA has decided that they don't believe in regulation and they're just letting whatever happen. And they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle but that's pretty much impossible with the way they went about NIL. They, they just said, okay, NIL is good. Bye, go. And it has become exactly what everybody anticipated that it would. It's just chaos. It's absolute chaos. And But there needs to be some sort of a regulation, whether it's, you know, the money needs to come from a collective, like the fund at Notre Dame, you know, where they're kind of the middleman between maybe companies and these players, or if people like us want to donate to the fund, then they can distribute it to each of the players, you know, that kind of a deal. But there needs to be regulation. There needs to be, you know, okay, if I'm going to give player X this amount of money to sponsor my dealership, 
Well, then there needs to be something on the other end. There needs to be a commercial. There needs to be something. Like, But who's going to regulate that? Is that going to be the NCAA? Is that going to be each individual school? What's that going to look like? NCAA dropped the ball when they just opened it up and said, go. Yeah, they so, just kind of turned around and were like, all right, have fun. Yeah, it's going to be really tough to try to figure out how to put the toothpaste back in the tube because it's out of control, especially from a recruiting standpoint, like recruiting high school kids, and from a transfer portal standpoint, bringing guys over that have already been successful elsewhere to big-time college programs, right? Because we know kids are getting contacted through third, fourth parties, whatever. We know promises are being made. We know checks are getting cut. We know deals are being made and it's out of control. And so I don't have the answer per se. I would have to sit down with a bunch of smarter people than I am in a room and figure it out, but there needs to be regulation to this whole thing. And, you know, it does make me laugh that Tennessee is under investigation for NIL problems. If that's the case, because who wouldn't be, I mean, what school wouldn't be at this point? I, I don't know. I just, it, it just, it's very interesting to me that they're picking and choosing who is doing this wrong. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure if we opened up every school, Tennessee yeah. wouldn't be the only violator. Yeah. I'm at, look, I love Notre Dame and I think that they're, for the most part, doing NIL correctly. Right. I think they're actually, you know, being the middleman for companies and players and, and they're getting, you know, they're getting these kids money and they're doing all of these different things the right way. Man, if you if you really analyzed everything that Notre Dame is doing and everything everybody else is doing, you're going to find mistakes. It's going to happen because nobody's regulating it. And so the temptation to go outside the lines is very, 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 very easy to do. So I just don't know how you're going to do it at this point. That That's my biggest thing. I mean, you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers if you go back – if you go back at this thing the way it right. is right now. So we'll see. All right. This next question is right up your alley, Jesse. And you are way more traveled than I am when it comes <laughs> to stadiums. So this is true. Um, mailbag. Sorry. I keep forgetting that I am the reader. Um, mailbag. <laughs> what stadium in any sport at in any sport or level that you have been to has the best Food. I am saying Truist Park in Atlanta. Guaranteed rate is best in Chicago. Ooh. No question. I have to bring up um list of MLB stadiums. Let me I just need to kind of do a quick refresher of where I haven't and have been. Um it's fun, it's funny, Quinn. While you look at that, I will give my cop-out answer because when I go to a stadium, generally. I've either got some family members with me or whatever. <laughs> and I've already pretty much emptied the wallet just to walk in the door of the stadium of whatever sporting event we've gone to. And so I tell the kids, man, you better eat up before we get into that stadium because we're not buying a bunch of stuff once we get in there. Now, when I've gone with other people who may or may not be, you know, uh, tending to the tab, we've gotten some stuff. So, like we went to Soldier Field watched the lions and the bears and we ended up getting like a chicken tenders meal, which I was kind of shocked that they even had like that kind of like a meal situation. Number one, they made you, they took your lid off of your, of your water 
and they wouldn't let you keep your lid because they were afraid you were going to throw it on the field. <laughs> so that was awkward as all get out trying to get to my seat with my opened bottle of water. And I'm up in the nosebleed seats. Like if I can throw a lid to a water bottle all the way down onto the field, they better be signing me up for a contract. All right. Like rookie of the year when the, when the kid with the busted arm, like throws the ball all the way to home plate from like center field bleachers. Yeah. Like that would be me if I could make it all the way to the field with that water bottle cap. But it was also like, I don't know, 20 degrees outside. So the chicken fingers got cold really, really fast. So it was hard to kind of judge what they, what they were. The best meal I've ever had at a ballpark outside of, by the way, Nelson's chicken at Notre Dame stadium was by far the best thing that they've ever had. Okay. <laughs> That's well, true. Nelson's chicken at Notre Dame stadium was, that was the, Oh, absolutely. And they got rid of it. And it was like, what are you doing? But uh, they have a uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich at our local South Bend Cubs uh, affiliate or our Chicago Cubs affiliate, the South Bend Cubs. Uh, they have a, a Philly cheesesteak sandwich that is unbelievable. So I will, I will, I will give props to the single A South Bend Cubs. So back to the original question that Quinn posed, I'm going to have to agree that Truist Park in Atlanta is up Ooh. there for me. I've been there actually pretty recent, and it's funny that he the the, the three that he mentioned are the th- the three most recent. Well, I don't really count Cleveland because, like, that's in my backyard. But I've been to – you've been there. To, I went to Wrigley, Guaranteed Rate, and Truist Park all last all last season. Wow. Um, I would say that Truist Park – but Truist Park has an unfair advantage because Truist Park – like, Atlanta basically built a city around that stadium. It's okay. like it, they moved it north of Atlanta. They propped down the stadium. And I'm not kidding you, Vince. There's everything you need in that area. There's really? hotels – there's restaurants, there's like, you know, business centers where people come to work, there's workout gym, like everything. It's a community around the stadium. And then wow. obviously, you know, the food inside the stadium was tremendous. Um, I would not say that guaranteed rate is better than Chicago, but that's just biasy. I don't like going to guaranteed rate. If yeah, you enjoy I, going to like a concrete cellar and it's roasting terrible. the entire game because the entire stadium is black. I usually um, go it's at least once really a year. uncomfortable to sit yeah. inside that stadium. Yeah, I, I agree. And so, I, like, I don't like yeah. to eat food there because I'm so hot. Like, I, I just <laughs> it, it feels gross to eat food there because I'm already hot um, and sweaty. But then when I start thinking about football, I would have to say, like, I, the thing is, is like I don't like to get a bunch of food at stadiums because, I've like you said, I've already paid a, a penny to yeah. get in there. Yeah. And then usually I like, like, I don't like to get up during the game. And then usually halftime is long, and so it's like there's really no good point to go get you know some good right. food so because if you're there I, to watch the game you're gonna miss part of the game if you don't want to stand in line forever and like my my son and my my uh, father-in-law went to the bathroom at halftime they got back like halfway through the third quarter because the yeah. lines were so long like right hold it man if you want to watch the game yeah nothing in cleveland food wise is spectacular so if we're talking about nfl i would say that lucas oil down in indianapolis Ooh. i can't I can't remember what I got. I just remember the food being good. And so that's that's about as far as I'll take that one. Fair enough. All right. That's a good question, though. Like, I could give you a rundown of, like, visiting stadiums, press boxes, <laughs> and, like, the, you know, 
there's some places that are awesome. Like it's unlimited, you know, you get after it. And then there's some places they give you like a ticket and you have to, then you like get tokens like a, and you get like a box lunch and that's it. And whatever's in the box is what you get. Like, you don't, there's no choice. And that, I can't remember if that was at Purdue or Michigan state. They have like identical press boxes and I can't remember which one you you had to get the, excuse me, you had to get the box lunch. Um, but it was pathetic. It was really sad. I was like, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Come on now. The so, people don't realize that half of Vince's evaluation is what, what food is being hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> I will rank the like I actually had this conversation today, Jesse, and I know you're not surprised by this. I had this conversation with the assistant athletic director at my high school about the best and the worst um, hospitality rooms <laughs> in the local high schools yeah. and what they and what they provide and what it's like. And so, like, I'm doing the announcing for the wrestling regional on Saturday, and I'm like, "You guys are paying me to come be the announcer, which is awesome. I would do it for free because of the hospitality room because those." <laughs> wrestling moms do it right they have like a whole breakfast spread you know because yeah, those then, kids are all trying to make weight and then yeah man they make weight, they, it is a feast and then they tear it down and there's a lunch spread like it is unbelievable like i'm not turning down the check but i would do it for the food i'm telling you right now but we're obviously getting way off course but uh hey man food and sports they go together there's no doubt about it so it doesn't matter if it's high school college or the nfl Mailbag from our good friend, Salty. Notre Dame coaches are critically evaluated after their third year. Does the incoming new AD and president complicate this for Notre Dame? Um, I think you'd have to have a drastically bad season for this to complicate things for Notre Dame. Because if we're looking at trajectory, I, I think Marcus Freeman has shown growth and, and, and shows you know even further signs of potential growth for year three. I think you'd have to see like a, a big collapse, like an eight and four, seven and five type of season for there to really be questions by the new AD and president. But this is a really good question because, you know, say Marcus Freeman does struggle. I think some sort of evaluation has to be conducted by the new AD and president of is Marcus Freeman our kind of guy sure. moving forward. And I don't think that's what's ultimately going to happen, but there's a possibility that it could happen again if Marcus Freeman just falls flat on his face this season. Well, athletic directors generally want to have, you know, their guy in the money-making sports, right? Basketball, football, you know, whatever. And <clears throat> I don't necessarily feel like that's the case at Notre Dame. You know, maybe it, it could, like you said, if he falls on his face completely in year three, then maybe you start having that conversation. But I just don't see that being the case. And I think that the new AD has already kind of made his mark to a degree by either getting on board with Jack Swarbrick or being on board himself, however you want to, you know, slice it. Cause they're kind of both doing the job at the same time, right. Together with the fact that, Hey man, it's a blank check to go get your offensive coordinator. And it sounds like it's somewhat of a blank check to make sure that you extend Al golden. So to me, it sounds like they're already kind of making their mark by, you know, making sure that money is no object when it comes to the coordinators. Now, if we hear down the road that they're like, no, you can't spend money on Chad Bowden. 
then we're going to have another conversation about are you doing everything that you need to do to keep this program healthy? You know, if I hear down the road that it was like, hey, you do whatever you got to do, Marcus, to keep this guy in the fold, then it'll be like, okay, they're doing what they need to do to make sure that Notre Dame is successful. Because there hasn't been a bunch of turnover on the coaching staff, right? It was just the OC, uh, I believe, this past year, you know, going into 24, at least at this point. And they went out and spent top dollar on Mike Denbrock to bring him back. And so I feel like they're giving Marcus Freeman the assets to stay ahead of the curve, right? And we all know that, like, the Goog renovation is coming. You know, all these different things are happening. Like, I just feel like there's a positive groundswell around this program. And you've got to give the athletic director and the president some props for that. I don't think the president's as much involved as people think that he is when it comes to like, <laughs> the day-to-day football yeah. stuff. You got know what more I mean? Things to worry about. Yeah, he's got the academic side. That's what he has and, the athletic yeah. director for. Absolutely. Like you know, when Marcus Freeman was hired, did he ha- did he have a video chat with Father Jenkins? Yeah, but that was like a rubber stamp kind of a situation. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Father Jenkins interviewed him. Is like, no, I know a better football guy that we need to interview. <laughs> like, I don't. I think that's how the conversation went. You know what I mean? I think it's so, more so that he checks Father Jenkins' box. Like he gets his seal of approval. Like, right. I, like you said, I don't think Father Jenkins is up there being like, well, this is the guy I would have right. went with. He's just kind of there to make sure, okay, I don't see any red flags type right. situation. 100%. And I think what people don't realize that goes a long way. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that like, you know, if Marcus Freeman was going two and 10 every year, it's, it's, it's a different story, but like, graduation rate, retention, uh, relationship with players. Like those things are still a factor that go, it's not just strictly performance on the field all the time. Right. And so I think, but it's not all of it. Yeah. Right. And I, right. Again, it's still the biggest piece of the pie, but those other things are factors as well. Like again, relationships with players relation, you know, how, how these guys are performing in the classroom um, retention, et cetera. Like that stuff is all factored in. So like, don't, don't think just because, you know, Marcus Freeman has a potential eight and four year that it's just the end all be all. And, and it, it, you know, like you don't just blow up a coaching situation strictly for football reasons. Right. Yes, absolutely. Correct. All right. We got another question here kind of about uh, Chad Bowden and what Marcus Freeman would do to keep him. If you were Marcus Freeman and an and in order to keep Chad Bowden on your staff, you would have to rappel out of a helicopter. Repel. Repel. You know, like, like off the side of like a uh, like a mountain, I guess. Oh. You know, like you got to repel. Like army a... drop into the war zone type situation? I, I, I guess. I, mean... I don't have good knees, first of all. <laughs> um, but if I was – I think Marcus Freeman would do a lot of things to oh, yeah. keep – like he's young. He's in shape. He's energetic. Like, I, I think there's a lot of things that Marcus Freeman would do. And so if that were the only thing he had to do, I'm sure that he would do it. And he would give a lot of thought to it until someone said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about this when I saw the question originally. And I feel like Marcus, like I, I envisioned this conversation in my head, like Marcus going to Chad and be like, look, man, What's it going to take to keep you here in South Bend? And him be like, you know what? I'd love to see you skydive. And Marcus would be like, 
All right, set it up. Let's go. Like I, I just, <laughs> I just feel like Marcus would do just about anything to keep him around. As I think well he'd call he anyone's should. bluff. Yes, I think. I mean, dude, you know, between you and me and everybody on the IB staff, I think we know who's in the best shape. It's none of us, Marcus <laughs> Freeman. Okay, Marcus Freeman is in incredibly good shape. Anybody can repel out of a helicopter it's or him. skydive or do something physical to keep Chad Bowden in the, in the mix. It's him. And I wouldn't put it past him either. I mean, he's, he's a put together young man. Let's just put it that way. So Brent Smith is coming at you hard. He, he really wants me to ask these questions about you. You can star him up. We can, the we Cowboys can get to those. and everything else. So. Ryan had a good one. Who our favorite, our top five people from Philadelphia were. So, Ooh, top five people? Yeah. I don't even know if I'd know five people from Philadelphia. Well, at the very top, of course, is Ryan. Ryan, um, of course. I think number two is, I'm just trying to think of like the people I know from that are definitely from Philadelphia. So like Rocky? Uh, Will Smith is up there. Okay. Bradley oh, Cooper. Yeah. West Philadelphia, born and raised uh kevin hart is from philadelphia i know oh nice uh kobe kobe bryant is from philadelphia look at you just rattling off all these sports figures um i think tina fey might be from philadelphia as well so that's about the extent of my look at you philadelphia knowledge and he's calling me out now he's saying i called marcus freeman (laughs) handsome you're damn right i did he's a good looking man i'm okay with that i I'm secure. I, he is a good-looking man. And I'll tell you what, because obviously his son goes to the high school that I work at, and so he's at a lot of sporting events. He comes to the home football games when he's in town. He's at the wrestling meets, you know, watch his son play. You should see the ladies at these events when he walks in the door. It's like they all just, oh. You know, <laughs> you know they, all, they all just swoon. I don't think they think it's real. Oh my gosh, it is unbelievable. They're like, oh, what do I got to do to go talk to him? Do I do that? Relax, take a breath. It's okay. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's a good looking dude, and it has not gone unnoticed from the females that are at these events. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) It has not gone unnoticed. I mean, Notre Dame had the most handsome quarterback and coach duo in the country last year. There's no debate about it. I don't think it's close. That's that's a mailbag question right there. In 2023, who had the most handsome quarterback head coach duo? Certainly wasn't Michigan. Um, Can't believe we're going down this road. Uh, And the answer is no one. No, the answer is no one. That's exactly right. Recruits mothers love Freeman. I bet they do. There's a reason he wears those form-fitting like button up shirts on all these like home visits and everything. He's not wearing a hoodie, you know? Yeah. He, he knows his crowd. He knows what he's doing. The man is very intelligent. All right. Let's see here. Where can we go next? Oh, we already did the repel out of the helicopter ones. I got to get rid of that. Uh, Here we go. Tommy guns wants to know, and this one's for me, I guess is Vince. Did you take, <laughs> The initiative and allowed Jesse to bring up questions since Papa Styers isn't here. Well, I guess we're gonna peek behind the curtain. So, like, I'm bringing up the questions and then Jesse reads them, and then we. Yeah, I still don't have that power. We need to make that happen. I, <laughs> I need to make a note 
because it'd be very helpful <laughs> if you could star some questions and then you know help out on both ends. He's just he's just here, you know, having a great time answering questions. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, there so there's different like levels of access to the behind the scenes stuff. So like he can read the questions, uh, but he has no control over them. So it's like, you know, he doesn't ha- I, I had to do that a couple different times. I didn't like it. I don't like that not having power. I didn't like it at all. So we need to, we need to change that. We need to give you some power, Jesse. All right, let's see here. Oh, here we go. An actual football question from WJS. Hit it. Melbourne, your opinion on some other Irish podcast saying pain could be taken over by the freshman. Your take, please. Are we talking about the running back pain? Yes, I believe we are. At least that's the way I took it. Yep. Jabron Payne, the running back. And who, who are we talking about? Are we talking about an incoming freshman? Are we talking about Jeremiah Love? Are we talk, like, who, I think we're talking, we talking about, in, about incoming freshmen. I think that's okay. what – I think that's and where so we're headed. So, can here. you refresh me on who? Certain, yeah, that no. that running back is. I, I, absolutely, we got Aeneas Williams coming in, and you got Kedron Young coming in. Okay, um, here's what I would say. I don't know enough <clears throat> about the two incoming freshmen. The 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 Ryan Roberts here in the chat would probably give you a, a vast amount of knowledge compared to what I could give you. But here's what I'm going to say, Vince. I have never been a fan of. Oh, he's a freshman. He shouldn't play. If he's ready, he's got the skill talent or the skill level. He learns the the, the playbook and he's not a liability on the field. Then I don't care who plays. You play your best player at all times. That is what is going to give you the best product on the field at the same time. And, you know, I, that's not to bring it back to me, but like when I was in high school, I remember mm-hmm. you know, I played varsity sports as a freshman in two different sports. And I felt like at times I faced animosity for that from some of the sure. older players and some of my peers around me, but that wasn't a decision. Like I didn't make that decision. I just performed Mm -hmm. and showed up and did what I was supposed to. Right. And so again, if you have the skill level and you're not a liability to the team and you're making the team better, I I think that the whole class discussion is a mute point. I I almost think it should, you shouldn't even be labeled by your class. All you should be labeled about is your position. And then whoever is the most talented player that position ultimately should play. Oh, fair enough. I, I look, you got some resentment from me your freshman year in football because you got taken up to the varsity from our freshman team when I could have really used my middle linebacker in the biggest game of the year, but I digress. Uh, he brought you up and put you on the kickoff team. Like, really? I was so upset about that. But uh, in this case, specifically to the two guys that are coming in, um, as as Ryan would say, I don't think we should assume it'll happen. Could it happen? Sure, but it won't be easy. I think there's a lot of talent coming in in the freshman class. And Kedron Young is, you know, potentially, you know, big bruising back, you know, that kind of a deal. Like, could he get some playing time just because of the way that he plays the game? And maybe they don't have a guy like that on their roster since Estime, you know, took his talents to the NFL. Yeah, that's a possibility. but. I do think that McCullough, Coach McCullough, will do a good job of finding the niche for all five or six guys, whatever it is, in the running back room. And he's going to find a spot. Like there's, I think he said there's seven or eight different starting roles in the in the offensive backfield. And it could be the same guy has all of them, or it could be some sort of a mix. And I feel like the last couple of years, he's done a really, really good job 
of mixing it up and getting certain guys on the field in certain situations and maximizing their ability. So will they flat out pass him up? I think it's going to be tough. I do. I think it is going to be tough, but I would not be overly surprised if it happened. I'll I'll just say that. So, yeah. And that's how it is. Anytime when there's freshmen, look, man, it's a competition. They're bringing in these high level recruits. You just want to sit on the bench. I mean, you, you want them to play, or you especially or, with the transfer portal these yeah. days. If or a guy's you want got them talent to, and he feels like he's better, he's just going to leave. Right. Or you want them to bring the competition level to a certain point where it elevates the play of everybody else. Right. I mean, that's that's what you want. So, I think Coach McCullough will do a good job of mixing up the talent. All right, this one's coming right at you. Uh-oh. Brent Smith, this is what you wanted, so I'm bringing it. <laughs> Mailbag. Jesse, will you be wearing a 40 – or will you be wearing 49er gear on Super Bowl Sunday? Brent, I'm going to explain a couple <laughs> of things here to you. Your first question didn't slip under the cracks. Brock Purdy, average quarterback. 49ers, elite team, elite roster, elite head coach. I think we have to stop comparing quarterbacks based on the team that they play for and rather the talent that surrounds them and what they're able to do with that talent. Second, I was born in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas. My grandparents still live in Kansas. I will be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you'll never find me rooting for the San Francisco 49ers because they're ultimately a rival of the Dallas Cowboys. So I think rooting for the, the, the 49ers is the last thing I will be doing unless they are a part of some parlay that I am definitely going to be cooking up this weekend. There you go. Okay. I, Yeah, I see where you're coming from with the Kansas City side, and I also see where you're coming from with the 49ers side. Makes it easy for you to find somebody to root for in this particular match. Yeah, like I'm not saying I'm a Chiefs fan, but my, all my whole family root – like my grandparents root for the Chiefs, right? Yeah. And so it's like – and again, I was born in Kansas. I probably visit Kansas at least twice a year. I have no problem rooting for him. I think Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. I think Andy Reid is the best <clears throat> offensive mind in the, the last two decades of the NFL. And I, I'm just happy that this marriage, how this has gone. Like it, you can be a hater on Patrick Mahomes. You just got to stop him. You got to beat him, right? You got to beat them And if you really want to stop them. And so – I have no problem with what they've got going on. If you want to beat the best, you got to, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Irish Gordian now would like to remind you that Kansas City is in Missouri. Yeah, but there's also parts of Kansas City that are in Kansas. <laughs> I would know. I drive through it, like, again, twice a year. <laughs> I, couldn't, I could not do it, man. You guys take that long drive all the way out there to Kansas. I, I don't know if I could do that, man. Woo. That would be, that would be tough. That would be tough. That's a long it's a very long drive. And okay, we're going to finish it off with this because Brian gets asked this question a lot. And he has the same answer. I've heard him answer it multiple times. So, we'll go ahead and answer it for us. So, you go ahead and read it and we'll 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 go ahead and answer it. Mailbag. Do you guys think Driscoll would be an analyst at some point if the offer was there? The uh, no is the answer. And there's multiple reasons why. Number 1, he would have no control and I know that he enjoys being his boss. He enjoys being his own boss. And anybody out there that has actually owned their own business, I would say nine times out of 10, once you experience that kind of power and control, and I don't mean that in a negative way, I mean that in a, you know, you have you get to make your own decisions. You don't have a boss, right? You don't give that up. Like most of the time, you're not giving that up, right? And so I don't see Brian giving up 
being the man, being the boss. boss. I don't, I don't see that. Right. And I think a lot of people, once you are your own boss, you don't want to be uh, go back to being exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I also know that I also know about what analysts make based on a couple of different stories that I saw about, you know, guys coming to Alabama and guys doing this and guys doing that. That would be a severe pay cut uh, to go be an analyst at Notre Dame. So I would say don't do that. I would I would tell him not to do it. So I mean, he's basically an analyst, but the analyst of his own company. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So, yeah, do not see do not see that ever being the case. And uh, I think Brian is very happy, in his, excuse me, in his current role. So 